At General Mills, our table is your table, and we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. Get fast, reliable internet for any budget. Now qualifying customers can get Xfinity internet free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. That's right, free high-speed internet from Xfinity. And Internet Essentials customers can get equipment included at no extra cost. Get started today. Financial freedom, it's within everyone's reach. And this key shows you how to build prosperity and generational wealth for your family on Becoming the Bank. Hey, it's me, Anissa Keys with Becoming the Bank. All right, so if you're tuning in for the first time this week, this is a podcast that shares biblical principles and practices that have helped me to become a generational wealth builder. This is not a how-to podcast, but a becoming podcast. How to become a wealth builder. How to become someone who is financially free. Now, I always talk about this, that wealth building is a challenge. Can't expect to get there overnight. But I found that the only way to do it successfully and effectively is by learning biblical principles and practices that have helped me to become. The word has helped me to change how I look at, deal with and manage my finances. And I have become a bank, a financial resource to my family my sphere of influence, and my community. So we're on a series called Be Attitudes. It's an eight-week series. For those of you who don't know, the word Be Attitude comes from the Latin butis, meaning happy or fortunate. The Be Attitudes are a set of eight statements attributed to Jesus Christ in scripture. Each of these statements contain a blessing for a particular group of people. The eight Be Attitudes appear in the Gospel of Matthew. Verses five, um, I'm sorry, chapter five, verse three to chapter five, verse 10. Each of them includes not only a statement about who is blessed, but also a short description on what is in store for each one of those folks that are blessed. Here's an important note, okay? These are direct statements coming from Jesus, which automatically gives them spiritual weight. Also, right, they all provide insight into how Christians are meant to act, right? How they're meant to live, how they're expected to behave and respond to adversity, to life challenges, um, or just walking every day in life, right? And then, you know, I think that it's important, right, to know that you have to believe that God desires for us to be blessed, right? Like he doesn't want us to have a hard life, right? We, he knows, he promises us that there's going to be trials and tribulations, right? And then he also promises us that he has overcome the world and so that we will also overcome it. But I believe God has a desire for us to be blessed. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless you, right? And blessings are not just money and resources. I think it's the automatic response that we think of is blessing comes with things, but that includes in every area of your life, your mental health, your physical health, your psychological health, everything. God wants to bless your entire life. Here's the catch. I think there has to be postures or attitudes, right? That puts us in position to embrace everything that God has for us especially around his blessings. The Beatitudes, they help us with that, not just with financial health, which is what we're focused on here, right? But with everything, the Beatitudes gives us perspective. So we already know that God, his scriptures are inspired, right? They're like God breathed. They came directly from him and that there's messages all through them. At first glance, 
I'm not going to lie. I didn't really understand how Beatitudes was related to financial health. Right. Like I think that I like other people. Right. Was like really stuck on like very one sided way of seeing the Beatitudes of like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to live spiritually. Right. And not realizing that like following these um, these um, attitudes, these postures that Jesus has given us really shifts how I look at everything in my life, including like financial freedom, right? And including how to build generational wealth. And so the Lord remind me that as I am becoming, I'm becoming more and more like Christ, right? Like that's really the becoming, right? Not just becoming a bank. I'm becoming more and more like Christ. Then I get closer to becoming, right? Financially free. I get closer to becoming, right? A generational wealth builder. Not just having the characteristics of Jesus, but having the character of Jesus. Those are different. The Beatitudes are relevant to becoming kingdom wealth builders, right? Um, so we'll be talking about them for the next eight weeks. Last week, we talked about blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. This week, our scripture is blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. That's Matthew chapter five, verse five. I've always felt like <laughs> meekness is associated with weakness. I mean, I think that that's common. I think a lot of people might think that, or maybe it's just me. I don't know. But I always thought if you're meek, you're weak. You know, people who are soft-spoken, easygoing, put up with a lot of like, you know, stuff, just, you know, smart mouths or letting people say things to them, you know, whatever. I just kind of thought it was weak, right? Even though the word really sets the stage for really to be about gentleness, right? Even if you think about how Jesus is described as both the lion and the lamb, right? He's both strong and stealthy, but he's a lamb, which is gentle and meek. I still thought meekness was about weakness. What I found is that meekness is really about faith, right? It's the faith to believe that you are already protected. So you don't have to fight your own battles. It's the faith to believe that you're already covered right? So you don't always have to be on guard. It's the faith to believe that God is going to do what he said he was going to do. So you don't have to create another uh, another path, that you don't have to generate some remarkable uh, uh, result or outcome to make something happen, right? It's actually string under control. It's actually faith, right? And you can have a certain level of faith and still not be able to have um, control, right? Because you can believe that God's going to do certain things, but, you know, then not believe in certain areas. But the idea of having strength under control is thinking I could respond, right? This is the, the strength right? I could say something. I could move in a different direction. I could pull out, right? I could um, push forward, but instead I'm going to have faith that the Lord is going to do something different instead. Strength under control. This is really the opposite of what the world says, right? Right. The world says that you need to be strong. You need to be abrasive. You need to be bold, right? You, especially as a business person, especially when you're trying to build wealth, right? Because the idea is that, right, people are going to step on you. You're going to be in spaces where people are hungry, where people are going to be forward. And that in order to really like combat that is that you have to be solid. But but that's not what Jesus says, though. <laughs> Jesus says you need to be gentle. He says you need to be to be meek, not weak. I was going to say weak. You need to be meek. Right. So you don't have to demand what you want. Right. You don't have to go in taking what you want. Jesus says 
blessed are those that are meek and gentle. They will actually be the ones that inherit the earth. So remember, we're becoming wealth builders and God has always given us nuggets to learn and chew on on this earth journey, right? He's clarified for us. I don't want you to move the way the rest of the world does. He's already said that. If you have missed that in the podcast, please go back. That's really an important nugget, right? We are supposed to be set apart from the way the world does things. The world, again, may respond in one way, right? We, as kingdom wealth builders, respond in another way. Part of the reason why God says blessed, right, are those that are meek. So I want you to believe, right, that God already knows the path and then trust that he's already going to make a way. Right. And that he's going to do so without you having to do and be how the world has already sort of like trained us to become. Right. So we're becoming something different. I'm going to tell you, I can say that like out loud. I can process that in my mind. I ha- I'm struggling with that right now. Like, like, I think the word, the Lord always gives us a right now word, right? Like for us first. And then even as I'm teaching, I'm always right blessed by what I'm teaching, by what the Lord gives me. And then with the hope that, right, that it touches your heart and it blesses you. Um, I am really struggling with this beatitude right now, right? I'm used to fighting. I feel like the only reason why I got here right, is because I fought. And I know that that's not true, right? But there's a part of me that can't help but to believe because of the adversity that I was met with, that I was always fighting. What I know is, what is truth, right, is that God was always fighting for me. I was maybe exerting some unnecessary energy, but God was always fighting for me, even as a Black woman, right? Even with some of the challenges that I've been met with, right, as a minority or an oppressed person in this country, in systems that are white, in systems that are um, that are very much um, ethnocentric, right? That still, right, I probably was not fighting my own battles. God was already doing that for me, right? So I hardly ever get this meekness thing right, even though I know that I'm supposed to be, right? Which really reminds me of how little my faith is, <laughs> If I have a father in heaven that is covering me and that I believe he loves me, why would I think that I have to have my dukes up all the time? Just this weekend, I looked and I found an abandoned oil tank in my building. I'm currently like developing this beautiful Camden Park State Bank um, in the Twin Cities. I mean, it's it's 20,000 square feet. It's gorgeous. Um, I had no idea that there was an abandoned oil tank in the basement. And I'm thinking at this point, because we've had a ridiculous amount of issues, I'm emotionally struggling, right? Around like, God, why does it feel like I'm always met with something I got to fight about? I'm thinking, why didn't the sellers disclose it? You know what I'm saying? And what about the title company? Why didn't they see this recorded? You know, what about the environmental people, right? Like, and I want to go in right away and be like, y'all owe me cash. You owe me money. Let's, let's, we got to talk to my attorney about a civil suit. Like that's, that's where my head goes, right? Clearly though, The Lord has already given me this word to say it's the gentleness that will be blessed, right? So it's not ironic that this is a beatitude that we are focused on right now this week. Blessed that are those that are meek. There is a certain posture that I need to take in this situation and for for the rest of my life as I hit adversity, right? I need to be meek and I need to trust and have faith in God, right? That because of that, I will inherit the earth. What blessings do we miss out on by losing our faith and fighting our own battles, even though the Lord has already promised victory? So it's a fixed fight. I'm going to say that one more time. What blessings do we miss out on by losing our faith 
in fighting our own battles, even though the Lord has already promised victory. So it's really a fixed fight. Here's what I'm learning about becoming a meek person. Number one, become someone that slows down. I'm quick with it. And if you know, right, there's a difference between like responsiveness and reaction. And really the difference is, is what they're based in. So really you typically are reactive if you're super emotional. You can be responsive, right? If you're more so using the thinking part of your brain, the intellectual side of your brain. But the only way that happens is if you slow down. If you get out of the space where you're feeling like you need to move quickly. And typically if you're in that space, it's almost like a survival mode right? You're not that, you're not thoughtful, right? You're not thinking through steps. You're not allowing yourself to sort of recall information, to be logical. You're not doing anything. And so what ends up happening is that really you move so quick that you react in ways that probably look like fighting. And if you slow down, you might be able to access the more uh, thinking part of your brain that might allow you to be more faithful in your actions, right? So more responsive, not reactive. Be slow to anger, quick with patience, and um, by all means, drop the ego. <laughs> I added the last one. Okay, number two, become courageous. So I, without a doubt, right? We think about people who are courageous in the word of God. Like you have to have courage to trust God's plan. You have to have courage to be gentle when there's clearly people that are not acting that way towards you, right? You have to have courage and be brave to be able to think, okay, God, I'm going to slow down and not move as fast as I could, right? That's strength under control, right? You ever notice that the person sitting back allowing things to happen, you know, like, like when they're calm and you're like, that's crazy, but that's pretty courageous to have the faith to not worry, right? To have the belief to like have peace. That really what you're saying is, I'm brave enough to believe that my God is bigger than the situation, right? That God will handle it or it's already handled because he talks about going before us, right? So we're talking about courage and strength, right? Rather than moving and reacting. And then number three, become someone that regularly communes with God. Um, I'm going to tell you, like, uh, I don't know how people are able to make it on this earth without having a connection with God. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> um, I struggle because I'm like, oh, my gosh, especially when they get into tight situations. I'm like, are they using just themselves as like, you know, like, is that who they're accessing for for power and for peace and for knowledge and for guidance? Like, um and Christians even do it, right? Like we're moving in spaces and maybe reading the word one time a week or maybe um, connected to God once a month. Um, we have to regularly be in connection with God to be able to do any of the things that I that I ever talk about on this podcast, right? Like you have to be regularly in connection. You almost have to remain in connection. The word talks about us being connected to the true vine, right? Like literally like a branch. You That's where the source comes from. Nothing, no strength is in us right? Like personal strength, but not strength that's going to overcome anything, right? We have to be able to access that source at all times. I'm going to tell you, wealth building is hard. You're in spaces sometimes where you all you see is your money leaving. The space that I'm in right now, all I see is money leaving. <laughs> all I see is money leaving. All I see is my account diminishing, right? If I looked at that through natural eyes, 
right? My natural response would be to react, right? Like to go figure out how am I going to fix this? How am I going to make this right? I have to be in a space to be connected to God regularly so I can lean in, right? That can slow down, right? And then I can have faith to believe that I don't have to fight this, that I don't have to to respond and react. And sometimes that means um, we're fighting things that probably are not even there. So listen, I I love this. I'm not going to lie. I love this series of Beatitudes. I have no, I had no idea that this was going to be so good. Uh, I've been learning a lot. I hope y'all have, right? We'll be here for a total of eight weeks. So this was week three. So we got five more weeks, right? We're going to go through each one of the Beatitudes to become someone who has the character of Jesus, not just characteristics, not just traits of Jesus. I want to be like Jesus, right? How does this help us to become financially free and kingdom wealth builders? Well, being like Jesus helps us to become better at everything. Can I get an amen? Yes. Okay. So I don't think these attitudes are just appropriated to certain aspects of our lives, right? But to be better stewards over our financial well-being is critical, to having a character of Jesus. I hope that you can take on some of these principles and practices to become generational wealth builders. My hope is that you become a blessing and a resource to your family, your spirit of influence, and your community. This is Becoming the Bank with Anissa Keys. I'll see you next time. Check back next week for more of Anissa's Kingdom Principles to Live a Prosperous Life. To find previous episodes of Becoming the Bank, log on to ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Y'all know how important helping the community is to me, and let's be honest, our communities need us right now, all of us. People are always asking me, Shaletta, how can I make a difference? Well, I have the answer. XL Energy is putting on its annual day of service and you can take part. It's happening Thursday, September 8th through Sunday, September 11th. There will be nearly 80 nonprofit projects where you can volunteer to pack meals for folks in need, put together school supply kits and more. Join thousands of your neighbors along with XL Energy employees. You can even get your kids involved. It's a meaningful opportunity for your entire family to make a difference. To learn more about XL Energy's Day of Service project, go to their website at www.xlenergy.com dosinfo. Do your part to give back to the places where we all live and work. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at uhc.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. And understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. 
We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being.